You know, Ross, I want you to know that it, I, I just kind of realized that I still do it. Uh, when, when I, when I do the, the clap sync for this, uh, I always do three, two, one, like on my, with my fingers. Oh, like I always do the visual display of it. Are we keeping and, this like, in? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm just kind of talking. Okay, good, 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 good. I'm trying to just lead us in, you know, with some, some, with some stuff. But no, it's like, I always do the three, two, one, and I'm like, why? Hey, whatever works for you, man. You gotta sometimes just you just like, gotta it's, visualize it's, it's, things. It's my habit. Like yeah. it's just I always do it. I got like the big motion. I got like three, two. Like I'm an umpire. Like yeah. three strikes, you're out. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> it's your habit. You should probably watch Sister Act two back in the habit. It's a fantastic film. Whoopi Goldberg at her finest. You. It's a great film. I don't believe. I, is it really? I I thoroughly enjoy Sister Act two. Yes. You know what? Before we get into video games, hold mm. on. I do want to talk. Uh, welcome to episode 91 yep. of the Half Gen Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. What's up? Uh, and My dog I is watched... chewing her bone in the background, of course. Uh, it's great. The timing is immaculate. Shivs. Dude, she knows. She's like, oh, podcast time. Better make my shivs so I can stab him the next time I see him. God, Me, not her, you. All of her toys are shivs. Yeah, she's, she's going to be a good prison dog someday. Oh, God. They're going to be her bitch. Got to keep her on the straight and narrow. Yeah, do I mean she's gonna, you know, she's gonna go in on day one and just stab somebody. <laughs> oh god! Did you watch the Toy Story four trailer? No, I'm going. I'm going media blackout on it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. So I'm not gonna talk about it then. Nope. Oh, man, <laughs> I had something I wanted to say, mm. but I can't. Mm. All right, listen, we're all probably of the consensus that Toy Story 4 is not a great idea, right? Indeed. Yeah, that trailer didn't change my mind. Fantastic. Man, <laughs> Toy Story like, going the route yo, of Michael Jordan. This is their wizard's years. I'm not going to lie. Somebody, like, I, I, I couldn't piece it together into words, and then somebody in the comments of the video did, and they mm. were like, is this the first three Toy Stories in one movie? <laughs> oh, good. And it, 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 oh my God, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> it is. It will never be as good. Good. Oh, man. <sighs> oh, man. Did you watch the event? Like, yeah, we talked. The Avengers trailer? The Avengers no, I'm going blackout out. on that. I'm going hard blackout on the Avengers trailer that came out thought, like four I, or five days ago. I almost did. I almost did, but then like somebody told me it's like, nah, it's nothing that could po- possibly spoil the movie. Okay, see, I was, I, hearing, them. I was hearing. It's really not. Okay, I was hearing conflicting things. I didn't want to risk it. There is a thing at the end where they show things that are, you know, in retrospect, very obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with you know, certain groupings of characters. And yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, of course they're going to do that. They're not going to be stupid. Right. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it, man, I'll tell you what. Are you excited for you hear it? That event, you hear that Avengers theme at the mm. end, and I felt something. The Avengers- this feels <sighs> final, man. It's such like, a good this theme. This feels really good like this is like i'm kind of feeling for endgame what i felt for halo 3 oh man where it was like yo i am ready to finish this fight that is that is some high <laughs> hype right there that is like man the avengers theme plays at the end and it's just like oh man i i am so ready for this movie i like i i don't want to say anything crazy but i don't think there's any way that movie could let me down Especially with how good Infinity War was, because yeah. that was the one I was worried about. Mm-hmm. And that movie turned out to be fantastic. Like it has problems, yeah. Every movie does, but like that movie for what it was, it's fantastic. Did, did not have those Age of Ultron problems. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, we're, it's not a movie of problem. I'm just saying it's not like oh, a yeah. flawless movie. Oh yeah, yeah but of like, course, of course. I would, I would easily put 
Infinity War top five Marvel. Yeah, I probably like hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah, that, yeah. that movie had no right to be as good as it was. I didn't think they could pull it off. God, the 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 Thor entry scene into Wakanda is still my favorite scene in the oh movie. Oh my god, it's so good. It might be one of my favorite scenes in any Marvel movie. Yo, there's uh, so many things like that though in that movie. Yeah, or, oh or, man, or, or like when uh, Scarlet Witch and um, Vision are like in Europe, and then the order of black the black hand come down and start fighting him and then you just see cap walk out of the shadows and he's got the beard and he's nomad and it's just like yeah it's just like yeah yeah that beard yeah. looks great chris evans good job on that yeah <sighs> it's pretty good yep 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 oh, man. i'm very excited i do it and it just makes it even more excited for ultimate alliance 3 so i can play as all of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh man Yo, so I played some games this week. Oh, okay. I played, I feel like, a variety of games. Oh, I did as well. Uh, so, I, I've i been getting back. I've been off it for a little bit, but I'm like, you know what? I'm getting serious about finishing Tales of Vesperia. So nice. I got back on that grind a little bit. Played How for is a couple it? hours yesterday. It's still really good. Yep. And it's like... I, I'm, like, fearful to get involved in it just because, like, I'm playing all these other games and, mm -hmm. like, I have other games that I haven't played yet. And I'm like, like, I got a copy of Ace Combat 7 sitting there on my couch. And it's like, I should play you because I've heard really good things, but not until I beat Tales of Vesperia. Does that have PSVR support? It does. You should try that. I, I bet that's to. great. I've heard pretty good things about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to set up my PSVR, <laughs> but I might. Yep, just just for that. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, so I played that, and, you know, that's really good. Uh, I've been playing more Civ Six. Nice. Uh, you know, trying to conquer the world, you know, doing what I can there. Of course, one turn at a time. One turn at a time. Or in the case of when there's nothing to do. Skip many turns, then one turn at a time. That's about 40% of all Civ games. 25. <laughs> 25. 25. Hey, I thought of something funnier than 24. 25. SpongeBob reference. Oh. Ross, Ross didn't like it. What was that clicking noise? That was my tongue clicking in my... I know, I know that, but like what? Oh, it was, it was just, just an unimpressed noise. It was just a hundred. That's what the sound of indifference, really. Hmm. 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 Um, the hell else have I been playing? Uh, Destiny played a little bit more of that. I'm. I gotta say, I'm really not attached to this new season all that much. I've been kind of hearing that that uh, i've been seeing I, from a, a few places like oh so that's it i really don't like gambit prime yeah and this whole thing is centered around gambit oh i haven't for the record i haven't done like the uh the loyalty mission yet like i sided with the drifter because mm -hmm. i said i was going to and i did mm -hmm. and you know they they definitely like you know build that up as like yo you're going to get different things than the people who get the vanguard one yeah let the um, let the record show Whatever podcast we talked about before it was released, I was like, man, if this Gambit mode is not great, that's what this whole DLC is. Yep. Oh, man. That's a Like, it's, there's still, like, stuff there. Like, I'm still on the grind. I think I hit, like, 682 today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I'm, I'm still, you know, chugging away. Um, 
I did also play The Division 2. Oh, yeah. How is that? I like it a lot, actually. I've heard it's... <laughs> Turns it, out... I've heard it's a, a games-as-service game that shipped with a complete game. Yeah, they... they what a novel concept. They, they, they did something with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of impressed. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it turns out Division 2 is pr- pretty good. Does it take place? Like, is, is it in, like in a timeline, a direct sequel, or does I it think take place it's in like a different location? Seven months after the events of the first game. Okay. Something like that. Still in New York City? No, it is in DC. Oh, it's in DC. Yeah. Uh, the enemies feel a lot less spongy in this game, which that's, was my biggest complaint about the first game. Right. Is just that the enemies were far too spongy. Um, I did run into one issue. I was playing with my buddy, and he's like level 16, I'm like level 5 or 6, because I haven't been playing a ton, you know, a couple hours here or there. But, um, so, it, what it does is it's like, you know in Diablo 3, where it will scale you up to the highest level person? Right, right. Well, normally, like, you know, in Diablo 3, you do that, and like, you know, you're a little bit weaker because you don't have the gear, but you're fine, right? Mm-hmm. I was getting dropped in like three hits. Oh, yeah, it was like three or four hits, and I was down. And my buddy was taking shots. Like, he'd take three or four hits, and they'd break his armor. I'd take three or four hits, and I'm on the ground. So it was like, it became this thing of, like, if I didn't see an enemy flanking around me, I was guaranteed to be dead. Okay. Like, any enemy I couldn't see would automatically kill me. That's not great. So I kind of stopped playing with him for a while. And it was like, dude, it's not even your fault. And, and it he, was he the best decision I ever like, made in my life. Weird. Yeah, no, he he was like, yo, this is weird. This should not be happening to you right now. Yeah. So I don't know if it was like a bug. I don't know if it was just like a one-off thing. It, it, shh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It was weird, though. So I got to catch up. We did make a, a clan in that. We did manage to make the Olive Garden. Oh, so uh, you're... Unlimited it's, it's, soup, salad, and breadsticks. So you're you're taking back the joke. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So we are the Olive Garden. Good. Uh, and we're going to save DC. Nice. Yeah. Uh you 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 might like the division too. Huh. It's a nice like third person shooter, just you know, kind of sit back and mess some dudes up. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it was it was it was good. I was surprised with how much I liked it because I didn't like the beta all that much. Oh, I don't okay. know if I, I think it might have just been like I was like, eh, n- none of this counts for anything. I don't really oh, care. Yeah. I don't want to waste yeah. my time on it. It's possible that was what was stopping me, but uh, it's always a voice in the back of the head during betas for sure. Yeah, on the whole, right now though, like I'm, I'm I am very positive on the division. I remember, I remember a couple pod, like had to be over a year ago, probably around E3, did a podcast, and it was was before Forsaken, and I think I said that between Anthem, I think I said by this time next year, when the when the Division Two comes out. I said something along the lines of the Division 2 will be the best of the three. And I didn't think that was going to happen until I played Launch Division 2. And I think I might have been right. Because Destiny is in the weird place right now where this mm-hmm. drip content is just not working for it. Uh, the way Bungie probably expects. Like the annual pass is on sale right now. Oh. And that to me reads as, yo, people are not coming back to this game the way we wanted them to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're probably like, hey, here's the pass, do the stuff, please. So I don't know what the hell's going on with Destiny, but um, all I know is the third season better be damn good, or Destiny is only a September to, like, November game. 
I don't want Destiny to only be really good two months out of the year. That's not that's not okay. Yeah. yeah. And as we talked about at length last week, uh, Anthem is in no place to even be in the conversation. <laughs> Still need to beat it before the end of the year. <sighs> need to put my head down and just power through. Yeah, no. Uh, I did also play Apex. They launched the Battle Pass. Mm. Uh, I haven't played the new character. Everybody's trying to play the new character, so uh, I've just been course. like, forget it. I'm not playing the new character right Octane. now. Octane? Uh, yep, he has everything that was rumored to be part of his kit. He can use some of his health to activate an ability that lets him move faster. His ultimate is the little jump pad thing. Uh, he passively recovers health. I think it's one health every two seconds or something. Yeah, what if uh, they just added a hero in that game that could make forts? <laughs> how great would that be oh, that'd be kind of funny alright well that's all for today uh, thank you guys for listening Ross couldn't be here to say goodbye <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know is don't that know. what you've been playing? it's possible uh, well I played a little bit the servers haven't been great today yeah because it just rolled out. Oh, yeah. We are recording this a little earlier than usual. So if we miss anything that happened between Tuesday and Thursday, I apologize. Um, but uh, yeah, the servers aren't great right now. I think they've just got like a heavy influx of players because there's free stuff you can get. Even if you don't buy the battle pass, the battle pass is like 10 bucks. So it's not a lot and you get a bunch of extra content. Yeah. I see. Or I unlocks. I should say I'm very pro the battle pass approach. Like, I, I like it. It's a way of supporting a game that's most of the time free. And, you know, if you like the game enough, 10 bucks isn't that much. Exactly. Um, I, I spent a lot more than that, though. It, I it, bought, they had like a founder's pack and like a starter pack to oh, get you yeah. like Apex coins. Mm. So I think I spent like 30 bucks. Oh, gotcha. On like Apex coins and stuff. Yeah. But like, it's again, I don't care. Yeah, I've gotten more than thirty dollars of enjoyment out of that game. Yeah, if you like the game, like that's what I did. I for like two seasons of Paladins, like I'd show that for the Battle Pass, and I did not regret it one bit because there's cool stuff. And if you yeah. like the game and you play it, you'll get the cool stuff. Exactly, and so. that's what I'm gonna do for Apex. Like I've kind of been playing less Apex lately, so that mm-hmm. I can go hard on the Battle Pass. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's, that's Don't want to burn yourself out too that. soon. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I, I think Apex Legends is a really good place. I think the servers have been a little weird lately, though. Like, you drop, and it's, like, playing in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Huh. Like, and that is a fast game, so you notice immediately when it's not working. Have they still not added in, like, if you dropped out, the ability to join back? Nope. Okay. They just added the ability to report players. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Like, in-game. Little by little. Yeah, and then, uh, last night. I played me some Call of Duty Ghosts. There you go. I played, in my opinion, the best Call of Duty campaign there is. I think that is absolutely the best one they ever made. I th- I always thought Infinity Ward made the better campaigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they really knocked it out of the park with Ghosts. Like, story-wise, not amazing uh, for the actual plot. And, you know, the thing going... But, like, as a campaign, as, like, an entire package of a campaign that's pretty spectacular that has some of my favorite call of duty moments ever just Mm -hmm. ever in a call of duty game love it it's a good campaign people i haven't played it yeah i haven't played it since like early 2014 because i played it late um and like it's still 
I think it still holds up like very well. I think it's still a high quality single player campaign in a, in a world where Titanfall two exists. I think it's still a very high quality single player campaign. Nice. And you, you can, you should play that game. I have a, I have a thing I'm working on to talk about it. If you just want it all spoiled for you or most of it, I didn't go into like the nitty gritty details of every scenario, but uh, you know, if you want a general synopsis of why it's great, it has one of the best endings ever. It's a great ending. Mm-hmm. It's a shame they're never going to do anything with it. Yep. Yes, it is. <sighs> but um, yeah, I think that's all I've been playing. I always come into this and I'm like, okay, I know like the last game I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I know the first game I want to talk about in this. I know the last game. And then in the middle, I'm just like, wait, hold on. I know I played something. Uh, wait, There's something else. <laughs> um, I just gotta start keeping a list. Yeah, for, for real. Um, for me, I've actually also been playing a variety of things. Um, I've been I've put a decent amount more time into Final Fantasy IX on Switch. Um, for those who have played it, so you know where I am. I just got to the Outer Continent. Um, so I'm having fun. With that, I'm having a lot of fun with Final Fantasy IX. Um, wife and I played a little bit more Uno on Switch. Still fun. Um, Do you win every time at that, too? No. That's a game of chance, okay? Well, locally, you can only do 2v2, so it's you and someone else versus the computer 2v2. So, I can't huh. beat Allie. Wait, why would... Because what? these both players would be able to see the other player's hand on the screen at all times. Oh. So you can't. It would be cool if they put in something like, oh no, that's the that's the, that's the Wii U. I was gonna say if someone could have it on the tablet and one on the TV. Wow. You should do like a pass the. Yeah, I just thought do of a pass a, thing and then just don't let it stack. I just thought of a way that the Wii U was better than the Switch. That's weird. Um, okay, so, but besides that, um, I talk about powering through, man. Power through the rest of Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. Hmm. Um, did you see the final say that I put up? Uh, no, did you put that up today? Um, I put it up, I believe, today. Um, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and the little excerpt under no, the yesterday. title? Or I yesterday. Oh. Uh, the little excerpt says, No heroes to see here. It's true. Um, man, that is not a good game and wait did you screenshot the main menu and it just has a big old unreal engine logo there look at the bottom right screenshot and read the text this game is being developed using unreal engine 4 the noble and pedigree middleware from epic games yeah. we need to know about the most badass assassin yeah. in video okay he's wearing an unreal yep. engine shirt huh. that's unreal that's his default shirt is killing wasted resources yep so something I yeah. can't see under the... Man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the game starts off strong with that classic, like, no more hero sense of humor. Um, but man, that game is not fun to play. Um, most of the plot is done in, like, 10 to 15 minute text boxes in between gameplay levels that are, like, black and green vector graphics. Um, you won't care about it. The gameplay is super repetitive. Um, you won't care about the story. Um, the coolest thing about the game is that 
You can unlock t-shirts for Travis or Badman to wear while you're playing that are a bunch of different indie games. So, like, I had a, like, the Absolver t-shirt was super cool, and I also had, like, the the Pigeon Hotful boyfriend or whatever. So he was running around with just a pigeon on his chest. So that was probably the best part of the game. Um, but man, Suda said, you want No More Heroes 3? You should buy this game. You should not buy this game. Even if you Apparently, want No More Heroes 3. Apparently we don't 3. want No More Heroes 3. Oh, God. It's Based just... on uh, what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, it was a real bummer of a game. I started that a, lo- a while ago, and I just forced myself Did that myself come out to... last year or this year? It came out earlier this year. Okay. Um, it will Even if I don't beat 10 games this year, this will not be on my top 10 list of the year. <laughs> um, oh, wow. It, okay. It, it really frustrated me because... I was always super interested in the first two games on the Wii. I just never got around to playing them. And I knew this was a spinoff and it was going to be different, but I didn't think it was going to be bad. So <laughs> here we are. I got really angry about it, it actually. It was different, but I didn't know it was going to be bad. Put that in the titles. Um, I didn't know it was going to be bad. Wait, the whole thing? Or? No, just what I don't care. It's, um, so yeah, I, I beat that. Final say is up on that. Um, I've been watching a lot of... Um, reviews on smaller like nintendo eShop games so one of them i got was gunman clive um the hd collection so it's the there's the first two games gunman clive and gunman gunman clive 2 so it's a really cool beautiful art style um in a mega man-esque style game um which i didn't 100 percent know going in and it's not really my kind of game but it was pretty fun um it's very very short um i beat the first i've only beaten the first game and that final say is going up a little later this week um i beat about an hour hour and a half um but the the collection of both games is only 3.99 so i was fine with that um let's see uh i also picked up a game called forgotten Anne which is like an adventure story-driven game. Um, I've only put about 45 minutes into it, but it plays this girl named Anne in this land of uh, forgotten items. So in re- in the real world, if when you're getting dressed in the morning, you can't find a sock. And that sock um, is like thrust down into this land of like forgotten and lost objects. So like the foreman of the train station is... I think he was like a grandfather clock and um like one of one of your friends is a shoe who's working on like the railroad and all he can do is kick so he's not fixing anything but he's trying his best um so far it seems pretty it seems pretty cute the art the art style is absolutely gorgeous in that game um so i'm excited to play more of that um and then i think the only other thing i've been playing is i've been playing um more nba 2k19 been back on that just not doing career mode or anything just playing random games with uh with like classic teams and all-time teams just because i've just been listening to nba history podcasts non-stop for the past like month and a half so um it's just got me back into it so i'm playing a smorgasbord of games if you will yeah, um we're, we're throwing a wide net we are because we remember are. we made this site so we could play anything we want and write about it. Exactly. That's why I, I, a final say for Gunman Clive is going up, which I think originally came out on the Wii U in like 2013. But it's going up because I said so. It's going so. up. Um, 
so yeah, it's I'm looking forward to continue playing Final Fantasy Nine. Um, I'm gonna keep playing through Forgotten Anne. Gonna keep regretting Travis. Did you buy that digitally or physically? Physically. Trade it in. Came, came with the season pass. <laughs> when you Trade be- it in. When you beat the game, you unlock a new playable character. Get sell it. <sighs> God. Oh, so could have been so good. Uh, that's it. That's all I've been playing. All right. Not that I'm trying to like rush you through, but listen. No, I'm good. Listen, did you see anything about Google's GDC press event today? Uh, I was waiting for you to just break it down. All right, listen. So I watched the whole thing. I was, okay. I was there. Yep. Effectively. Um, man, that is like I already played it and I knew it was capable. Granted, that was at like 1080p 30. Um, <clears throat> for some reason, I thought Project Stream was supposed to be 60, but apparently it was capped at 30. That explained why it felt weird. Mm. I was thinking it was supposed to be 60, and it was actually 30. Okay. Regardless, though, that was a solid 30. Like, yeah, yeah. knowing what I know now, totally reasonable. I understand. Um, man. Like, I know in, in, in games, we have heard a lot of talk around streaming been a lot of talk and not a lot of there's been a lot of talk before these things come out and then not a lot of success afterward i think google google is making something man this thing sounds this sounds like what a streaming service should be this is the promise of what on live was supposed to be on live was not a promise on live was just a (laughs) shot in the air and just like you know try not to Stand under it when it lands. You know, Google wouldn't be here without the failure of on live to learn from. Yo, like, no, but Google, it sounds like they're really good. Like, Phil Harrison was on the stage most of the time. Oh, like, nice. talking, talking video games. Like, they had developers come out. They just confirmed. So, there, there was a lot of talk. So, uh, Stadia is the name of the service. They, they kind of pitched it. You know, they had the, the obligatory montage of humans have been playing video games for, you know, thousands and thousands of years. And it's brought us together and they have like a stadium thing. So it's definitely like a stadium kind of thing, you know, like, oh, bring everybody together. So essentially, it more or less kind of runs over like the YouTube architecture. Okay. So it, it's just like Project Stream. You're playing, you're playing a video. You're not playing the game on your computer. You were playing a video of that game. But with Google, they have solved, and I can speak from firsthand experience, they have solved a lot of the big issues that can come with streaming. So the thing with Google is, and they made sure to let every, to remind everybody, like we're Google, we have the largest infrastructure of servers on the planet, basically. Nobody can compete. They, They flat out said nobody can compete with them with what they can do with this. Uh, in terms of low latency gaming via streaming. So picture this. This is how they pitched it. And it was a solid pitch. Okay. Say you're watching a trailer for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're watching it on YouTube. There, at the end of the video. You know how sometimes it shows you like similar videos. Things like that. There's a play now button there. You click huh. it. And the game loads. Whoa. In your browser. You just click it and play the game. Huh. Yeah. That seems pretty good. 
You can play it on any device and seamlessly switch from device to device. So if you're playing it on your phone on the way home for work, like this is, dude, they took the Switch and they just said, who needs a Switch? I like you can Switch. play on your phone and when you get home, turn on your TV and your Chromecast and pick up the game immediately where you left off. It seems, if if everything works, it seems pretty good. Dude, like... And their controller doesn't look anything like that render they showed like a week oh, ago. Thank, thank no, it, it looks more like a pro controller, um, but it has a Google Assistant button built into it. So you can just press it and Google Assistant will come. Like they showed a scenario in like Tomb Raider where like they asked it, how do I solve this tomb? And Google found a YouTube video and played it on the screen and then like showed them how to do it. And then you just close it and do the thing. Because they were like, you know, right now when you get stuck in a game, what do you do? You pick up your phone or a laptop or a computer, you go on YouTube, you watch how to do it. Now you don't have to leave the game to do that, is how they're pitching it. And when when is all this supposed to launch? 2019. Okay. Dude, dude, but that's not even the coolest stuff, okay? The controller doesn't hook up to a device. It hooks up via Wi-Fi directly to the server. So, so it's so in no sync latency. with the Google server. Exactly. No, but so get this. You're playing on your phone, right? Or you're playing on your laptop. You know, you're running it on your laptop, whatever. Uh, you know, you go, or you go downstairs. You know, you're playing a game on TV and you're like, hey, I'm going to go up to bed, but I want to keep playing this game. You keep the controller hooked up. You don't need to do anything. You just go on your laptop, launch the game on your laptop, and the controller is still synced. Huh. So you can move from device to device without changing anything with the controller. Does, does this have the potential to, like, spell the end of, like, high-end computer listen, graphics cards listen, and all that? Listen, I don't want to get too crazy. There, It's very easy to get just crazy nuts over this stuff and just, you know, buy the future before it's sold. But, like, dude, this has the potential to be very disruptive mm-hmm. uh, to, to the industry as we know. Like, they came out and they attacked... Like, not, not like, attacked, like, oh, you know, screw consoles. But they had the numbers. They have a custom AMD GPU. And they put up the numbers of the performance of the Xbox One X GPU and the PS4 GPU. It's 4.2 for the GPU teraflops for the PS4. And it's 6 for the Xbox One X. Theirs is 10.7. And developers can utilize multiple GPUs for their games in the data center. Like, this, this thing is this more powerful crazy. than both consoles combined. Yeah, this seems nuts. They ju- they secured Doom Eternal. Oh wow, That's Doom Eternal is coming to because it runs Vulcan. It runs the Vulcan API. They've got support from Unreal. They've got support from Unity. They've got support from Havoc. Like they've got a bunch of the big like technologies and games. They opened a studio led by Jade Raymond. So Google is now a first party games developer. Yves Gilmore is in this is in the crowd in like the front row. They get they shout him out. <laughs> he's there. He's smiling. He's embarrassed when he gets called out. And it's God. just like he's sitting in the crowd. God, I love like, that guy. dude, it was yo. And then streaming. Oh my god. Get this, okay? You know how right now how you have to stream. You gotta have like, you know, your PC, you gotta have like a capture card, you gotta have the program to run the stream, right? It's not hard. I'm not trying to paint this as a, you know. Isn't streaming so hard? Like a, you know, TV commercial or something? Yeah, yeah. No, I get it, I get it. Yo, so this thing, when it launches in 2019, will be able to stream up to 4K resolutions at 60 frames per second. 
simultaneously you can stream your gameplay to YouTube at the same resolution and frame rate. Because they just use the same signal that you're playing on and put it on YouTube. You don't need any hardware to stream anymore. You can be playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey on your phone and stream to YouTube in 4K. If that doesn't scare Twitch, nothing will. Yeah. Like, that just made streaming... Like, again, we don't know all the games that are launching. I I don't want to get ahead of myself. But Twitch has to be looking at that and being like, shit. YouTube gaming is back. Yo, but like, that's a huge thing though. That yeah. like, they just made, they had Matt Pat on the stage. The, the, the game theories guy. Yeah, yeah, Rant, you know, raving about this thing because like, dude, they showed this thing. So like, they're playing 2K, you know, NBA 2K, which apparently is going to come to this thing because all they said was NBA 2K on the screen. Okay. Um, and like, you're playing a game and you can join a queue to play against the person. All you do is click a button and then the game loads in your browser and you're playing with a streamer. Huh. It's that easy. You They have like these save states that you can make where like, you know, say I'm playing a game and like I do something really cool. I can save that moment as a link and send it to you and be like, Ross, play this. This part was so cool. Or like, dude, I had like no health and I fought my way through this. See if you can do it. Yeah. Um, There's, like, so much potential from that. And, like, dude, like, I was watching this just kind of, like, nodding my head. Like, yeah, you know, I, I expect that. I expect that. I expect that. And then, like, at the end, I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That was at, that was actually maybe the coolest thing I've ever seen. That was, like, dude, like, at the end, I was thinking, like, this is a next generation piece of tech yeah the next generation of games is starting right now or whenever this launches dude microsoft and sony have to be sweating because this thing could change everything yo and in one of their things they had a montage at the beginning okay Mm. they're showing all these games there was 100 percent a halo ring nice maybe Uh, halo comes to this (laughs) I, i feel like i feel like i need to watch the giant bomb live stream reaction to bring my expectations down because it sounds too good to be true in a lot of ways like this thing i'm telling you like i'm not i'm i am way more excited talking about it right now than i was watching it it wasn't until it was all over that like my brain pieced everything together dude this is if it works and if they can get the backing if they can get you know ubisoft bethesda you know big publishers to say hey you know what Forget these launchers. This is the future. If Bethesda, you know, like, or Ubisoft, they were talking about streaming their games at E3, right? What if they decide, hey, it's easier to work with Google. We'll never compete with their architecture. Nobody can compete because Google even said none of the data that they stream goes to the public internet. It all stays on Google's lines. Yeah. No disruptions. They, they're like, you can develop a game and have an expectation for exactly what the input lag will be, regardless of a person's connection. You can program a game for this service and know exactly how it will perform. Because it's adaptive. Like, dude, this... They, they even said, 
they put a big thing on the screen and they were like, how many times do you buy a game and you see this? And it's like an installation bar and it's like exciting new game, you know, ready in four minutes and 25 seconds. And they're like, not on Stadia. There's nothing to download. There's nothing to wait for. Your game boots in five seconds. And then they showed it repeatedly doing it. They went, they had stations set up. They went from a Chromebook Pixel to a tablet to a cheap PC, like one of those really cheap glossy plastic things, to a phone, to a TV. And the game kept picking up exactly where it left off. The game started playing before the other device even realized it wasn't connected to the game anymore. Oh. Like this dude, I watched it. I was even like looking at like Digital Foundry. Like I watched a follow-up video just to like, you know, put my head in it. Like, did I really understand this? And they said the same thing. This is like what gaming used to be. They're removing the barriers to playing video games. And it's like Google said, nobody can compete because they can give you access to 2 billion customers. They flat out said it. Between Chrome, between Android, with Chromecast and everything, there's not another device. And it works with PS4 controllers. It works with Xbox One controllers. They said any USB-enabled controller will work with the service without issue. Like, they're taking down barriers and they flat out said like you know there's no expensive console to buy there's no restrictions anymore for developers based on hardware we have the hardware just make the game like dude i'm like thinking like oh my god the games people could potentially make for this yeah they could like you, you, they're not bound by hardware that's five years old anymore yeah oh holy shit I'm sorry to interrupt this. Clay Matthews is going to the Rams. Let's go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we also got Blake Bortles. Yep, that's the real winner today. <laughs> Man, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, Uh-oh. now you're the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, now we have to win. We got to do it for Blake. <laughs> Blake. Blake Yo. Bortles. Yo, Clay Matthews played at USC. I, I'm not surprised he wants to go back. Um, mm-hmm. But dude, like, honest to God, man, this... Like, he... Man... It, this is anything that can connect to Google via like whether it's a Chromecast or a browser can play a triple A video game. Yeah, it's just I With, without having to do anything except hit play. And obviously, there's probably going to be like a subscription fee, or I don't know if they're going to make you buy the games or whatever the case is. But dude, like just the thought of I own this game now, or I subscribe to this service, I hit play, and within five seconds, the game is loading. Yeah. It, I mean, it's. It sounds... You can't do that on an Xbox. You can't even do that on a PC. Yeah. It sounds It sounds really good. Um, I'll be interest, inter- interested to see the... um, release date. Um, like you were saying, subscription oh, service. Um, but, the, if you have to buy the games, I would like. They said pri- they would the, have more details this summer, I believe, was what they yeah. said. So it sounds like maybe at E3. Yeah, price structure. Yeah, I'm very interested. But dude, like, I'm not like, uh, again, I'm not trying to buy too far in, but like, if you click the article and scroll down, you can see the controller, and that's a nice looking controller. Um, mm. But dude, like, if it were anybody else, I wouldn't be this excited, but this is Google. If anybody can do this, it's Google. Yeah. Like, they have, and, and in the future, it can scale to, to, man, 
it can scale to 120 plus FPS and up to 8K because they said 8K adoption is an inevitability. So our system is scalable upwards. So mm-hmm. they can already for, prepare for 8K. Dude, 8K. We can't even game in 4K properly yet uh, in a reliable fashion without paying thousands of dollars. They could do it for dollars a month. That's insanity. Yeah. yeah. I got yeah. two boxes that claim 4K and neither of them can properly do it. <laughs> yeah. Man, yep. it's it, it's crazy though, dude. Like yeah, I'm Google came out and like they had demos that they made. Like they showed like you can do like crazy split screen gaming experiences. Like, yo, they they showed some crazy stuff. Like they they even pitched it like the idea. They said right now a battle royale is limited to around 100 players. They're like with Google infrastructure, that number could climb into the thousands because we handle all the network. Yeah. And it's like when the hardware and individual ping isn't as much of a factor because they have so many data centers. That's their thing. You know, when you're connecting to like, you know, EA, EA has a couple data centers. Steam has like, you know, a, a, a dozen or so data centers in the US. You know, even Twitch, you know, for streaming. You know, they have like New York, you know, Virginia, Chicago, places like that. Google has them everywhere. And they're all connected. Like they're talking, we got it all through fiber and like, dude, like Google is more prepared for streaming video game. I am convinced at this point that Google is more prepared for streaming video games than any of the video game companies are. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, with the exception of maybe Sony, just because Sony already has a product out there. Right. Mm -hmm. But like with that asterisk out of the way, Google, like, dude, everybody is going to have to pay attention to this. This is not something that can be ignored. You you know, I don't see how this doesn't work. Because everything they said made sense. Nothing felt like a fever dream, you know? Like, when you hear on live and you hear things like that, and you're like, okay, yeah, we'll see. But, like, you hear it come from Google's mouth, and it's like, you know what? That doesn't sound so crazy. (laughs) Yeah, as long as when it is released, everything works as advertised, then yeah, this could be massive. Again, I'm a little biased because I played Project Stream, so I can vouch for at least a limited level of the quality of the service. Because Assassin's Creed, I had no noticeable input lag, like nothing that, you know, there was no moment in my entire time playing that game where I thought I was streaming the game, you know, where it felt like, oh, that's a problem because I'm streaming it, you know? Mm-hmm. In terms of physically playing the game, I had no issues. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to learn more about it once they give more details, hopefully yeah. at E3. Yo, that is, that was freaking like, man, in retrospect, that was the coolest thing probably like ever I've seen for like a video game technology announcement. Mm-hmm. Probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, well, man. let's go from that to, do you want to talk about Call of Duty again? Uh, <sighs> <laughs> uh, I just Thanks, get you off Tencent. that high. Uh, yeah, no. uh, <laughs> Call of Duty Mobile is revealed for Android and iOS in the West. Uh, it is a free-to-play Call of Duty Mobile game. Uh, it features a lot of the competitive modes. Uh, according to this, like Search and Destroy, Free For All... 
Uh, they're going to feature some of the popular maps like Nuketown, Crash, Hijacked. Uh, you can earn and unlock classic Call of Duty characters, weapons, score streaks, and other gear. This is from them. Uh, so it was announced during Unity's keynote at GDC. It's probably fine. I mean, realistically, most mobile games are fine. Mobile's not my particular flavor. I don't like playing on the device, but the games themselves are fine. Mm, yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and scoff at people like, mm, peasants, you know, nothing like that. Uh, but, man, I just don't like playing on a touchscreen at all. Yeah, virtual joysticks are bad. They're bad. They're, They're objectively bad. bad. But if you have, like, yep. a mobile controller, I'm sure this game is fantastic. Tony. And you can steamroll some people in, like, PUBG Mobile and stuff in the meantime. Because <laughs> right. that is an unfair advantage. <laughs> Whew. Oh. Yeah, so that hey, that's a thing. You know what? You want to talk about uh, strange news? Yeah. Remember the guys who made Left for Dead? Yeah. And Left for Dead too, uh, less than a year after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they made that regrettable game, uh, <laughs> whose name I actually can't remember right now. I'm, I'm blanking what on what game we're talking that about. Game, oh, the monster one. The one where it was like, you know, like five players versus a monster. Evolve. 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 Yes. Yeah, they made yes, that. Yes, yes, And then THQ died thanks to them. Uh, <laughs> but they're back. Don't worry. They're on 8chan. Uh, <laughs> they'll, never, they'll never live that down. Oh. They were so good. And then they went to 8chan. Oh. Um, they're making another game with Warner Brothers. It is back for blood. Guess how this built for? F O R. The number four. Nailed it. <laughs> it is, wait for it, a cooperative shooter against hordes of zombies. Well, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. A lot of people uh, like that Valve game. Valve won't make a new left. Yo, Zane and I played that. We think we talked about it on the podcast. We played that a couple weeks ago, and that game. I don't think holds up all that well. Left 4 Dead is kind of a honest. rough game. Like it can still be fun, mm-hmm. but like, man, I don't think that, I didn't think that game was all that great when it came out. And I think it's just aging poorly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're making effectively, a, I would assume a spiritual successor to left for dead because valve won't make another one because valve the- doesn't make video games anymore. I guess. Yeah, on the Polygon article, it says original Except Left 4 Dead for team Art- announces a spiritual sequel. So, yeah. yes. Um, and even looking at the character art, there's an old guy. There's a young girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, yeah. No, they're wait, really just are you looking at it. the art at the top? Yeah. I want you to read the thing underneath it. Yep, art from Back for Blood. No, Total that Rock says Studios original Valve. Left 4 Dead. I don't think so. Yeah. I think you need to get new glasses. Because that's friend. Lewis before they changed him, and that's the biker guy, and Zoe, and I don't remember the old man. Yeah. Yeah. Francis. That's Frank, what I said. Yeah. That's what I said. Wait, you said it was from the, the new game. You said, no. you, well, you said it was from the new game, and no. I was like, no, it's from the original game. Okay. Okay. <sighs> you know, some people just don't listen, right, listeners? Hopefully you listen. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the game is bound for PlayStation 4, Windows PC, Xbox One, does not have an announced release date, 
I have to imagine if they're announcing it, the game has to be in some level of, like, we're almost done with it progress. Yeah. Because, like, I really need people to stop announcing games too early. Not that I'm, like, excited for that. Like, that's... It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing to do. It rarely pans out. Slow down. Um, um, beyond that, speaking of beyond, um, No Man's Sky is getting a new multiplayer Did you plan experience. That? Um, no, I, <laughs> as midway through the sentence, I realized what was happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, No Man's Sky Beyond, um, Hello Games recently announced. Um, so it's going to make some big changes. Um, it sounds like they're making a destiny now. It kind of sounds like It sounds that. like they're making a destiny um so they didn't all they really did was announce it um it's a free update for existing players which is nice um they're gonna talk about each of the three major components of beyond um once they know exactly what it's going to be and they can not have gaudy promises which they've never done in the past so hold on let let's guess okay Mm. shared world no more instances because right now you have to invite people to your game and everything doesn't always sync up so let's just say instanced uh shared or shared instances a la destiny mm-hmm. and you yep. know, other games like that um loot i could see that yep. and live content like you know events and things like that that happen on you know time intervals in the game world that are designed to bring the players together you know i could see that too chris okay so live world loot and you know, just a, a shared world instances. It's going to be a better anthem. I mean, Shots it'd be very hard to be worse. Fired. <laughs> you will have like you would have to basically like unpack. Like you would basically have to go back and be like, we're canceling next, and we're retroactively taking it away from your games to make No Man's Sky worse than Anthem at this point. Yeah, I just go real hard on Anthem there. You went. You went. Real <laughs> is that hard. is that too much? <laughs> so the Master Chief Collection. There was some more news around that with its recent announcement Disappointing for coming news, to PC. Based on my assumptions um, from last week. Yeah, so um three four three confirmed that there will not be crossplay. At, um, at this time. At launch. At launch. Um and that it will not be part of the play anywhere initiative. So my theory yes. of getting it for free is out the window. Uh apparently that is not sitting well with some Halo fans on PC. Yeah, what a what a surprise. Um, there there is another article um, uh, from Kotaku that was um from six o'clock tonight. Has a few more updates. There was an AMA with um Brian Gerard, the Halo community director. Um, so I have a couple things from that. Um, so players' existing progress from the Master Chief Collection on Xbox One, including all stats, achievements, forge maps, and game variants, will carry over to the upcoming PC version. Um, he also said that while nothing is guaranteed, the studio is exploring options for adding official mod support sometime after launch. That could be cool. Yeah, yep. Um, they didn't, uh, reveal the date for the kind of first test flight of the game. That's still not out there yet. Did you sign up for that? I, I did, yes. Yes. Um, but here are some kind of bullet points that Kotaku, uh, kind of pulled out of the AMA. Uh, PC players will be able to mix and match uh, armor pieces uh, to customize their character in the MCC version of Reach, just like they could in the original. Um, Studio is still deciding on how armor pieces will be earned in-game, though it is confirmed will not include loot boxes or microtransactions. Yes! 
Um, Halo Combat Evolve will be the second game in the collection to get ported. We kind of already knew that. Um, there will be crossplay between the Steam and Windows Store versions of the PC port. Yes. Um, both versions will utilize some sort of anti-cheat software. Please don't be um, easy anti-cheat because Apex Legends is a perfect example of that not working. That's why they've already hardware they're they're hardware banning people for that now. Like there are people getting banned who are going on the forums like, "Yo, how do I get unbanned? I don't even want to hack anymore." Dude, already almost half a million accounts. My god. Easy um, anti-cheat doesn't work apparently. Apparently. Um, each game yeah. each game it. will have a customizable uh, FOV slider. Although options will vary depending on the game. Um, the PC version will support windowed mode at the following aspect ratios. 4x3, 3x2, 16x10, 16x9, 21x9. Um, Ice support's important. Yep, and the studio is currently aiming to support uncapped frame rates in all of the games. Yes! Um, so, so, yeah, it's... Uh, the team is exploring ways to facilitate dedicated servers for community-hosted games, or at the very least, a special browser for searching custom games. Um, but, but yeah, so more details. Um, the uh, lack of cross-play or play anywhere is is kind of a bummer. We'll see. We'll see if maybe at some point that changes. Um, I but, think that um, would be good, especially for like I get the difficulty of like you know, hey, if you own a disc version, obviously you're not going to get play anywhere on that. Um, right. Unless like Microsoft is just like, yo, let's throw you a bone and you know give you like even like you know, at the very least, give everybody who owns it Halo Reach, you know, give them that one and just be like, look. You can play this one for free. This is your taste. Give it to everybody for free and just be like, yo, play Halo and then buy the others. Yeah. But like, man, it's like, I get it. They're probably doing a lot of work and nothing they're doing, pardon me, is cheap or, you know, not worth charging for. I'm not trying to imply that. But man, like... You gotta hope this game doesn't have the same kind of launch it did on Xbox. <laughs> you gotta mm. hope like they come out and if they knock it out of the park, it's yeah. great. Then the the naysayers, you know, if this game like if Halo Reach hits and everybody's like, "Yo, Halo Reach is like the hottest multiplayer game on Twitch right now," and you know it's the top selling game on Steam, and again if it pulls in the numbers like I think Halo can, and you start seeing hundreds of thousands of people flocking to it, then people are going to buy that game because I think. I think and I believe Halo will hold up to the PC crowd. Yeah. Like Halo is too competent a shooter not to translate well. You know, it to, to to you know, if done correctly, it is far too competent of a shooter to fail on PC. Yeah, and honestly, in terms of them executing it well, with them doing the staggered rollout game by game, um, and with what happened last time, I would be shocked if it launched in a bad state. To be perfectly honest with you, I I would be too, but you know, we'll see what happens. In, this in, isn't in, the same. In video games, you're guilty until proven innocent. What's <laughs> <laughs> everything in life? All um, anthem. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, do you want to talk about this this nerd stuff next? Yeah. Want to want to rephrase that? Uh, Put that. Do in you want to talk about I this? Guess? Do you want to talk about this nerd talk stuff a, next? Talk about this nerd stuff. Yep. Uh, so, 
we all know that in the eyes of NVIDIA, ray tracing is the hot new thing, and they really would like it if you bought one of their RTX cards. NVIDIA is going out of business because of Stadia and so no listen, one needs graphics no, cards listen, anymore. Listen, listen, here's what I need you to do, okay? Just so you can understand a little bit of what ray tracing is, there's actually a really great image in this article. This article is from Polygon. Uh, and it's it about has, crazy lighting. No, right? it has this slider. Yeah, but you can mm. do the slider. So the left side is no oh, ray tracing, yeah. and the right side is ray traced. So you see the differences like in how the the accuracy of the shadows and things like that the reflections in the background like you see how much more natural the shadows look yeah that's ray tracing and there's a lot more steam Wee. Uh, i think that's just a time thing <laughs> Wee. Wee. <laughs> are you just going back and forth very quickly to make the steam pump because <laughs> now i'm doing that <laughs> Why? Uh, Why have you done this to me? <laughs> choo <anyway>. choo. <laughs> oh, oh man. God. Anyway, so Nvidia is bringing limited ray tracing to its GTX series graphics cards. Uh, so that will apply to the high end, mostly 10 series GPUs. Uh, it will apply to the new GPUs that are based on Turing, like the 1660 Ti. Uh, so effectively. Uh, the 1660, which I guess they announced, and the 1660 Ti. Uh, so effectively, what this means is, depending on the game, I think even NVIDIA gave uh, gave an example. They said something along the lines of, in Battlefield. Um, okay, so hold on. Here is from NVIDIA. So this is a quote from... Can I get this person's name? Uh... I can't find this person's name. All it says is Walker. So whoever Walker is, I can't find his name. Texas Ranger. Justin Walker. Chuck Norris. Oh, okay. Director of GeForce Product Management at NVIDIA. Sorry. Um, So he said, you can get reflections off a limited number of surfaces if you turn down the ray tracing setting. We're talking about uh, Battlefield 5. He said, uh, and that's a pretty cool ray tracing of, uh, hold on, with some uh, good playable frame rates, and that's a pretty cool ray tracing effect. So now, of course, if you want to layer on more ray tracing effects or higher quality ray tracing effects, you're going to want dedicated hardware to do it. That's referring to their dedicated hardware, the uh, the ray tracing cores, the RT cores, and the, uh, what is it? There's like the two chips. It's the RT cores, and then it's like the AI cores that they have in there. They have two special cores that are designed specifically for ray tracing and like DSLL, which is like some AI enhanced, like anti-aliasing type thing. It's crazy. They have AI in their graphics cards. Um, So this is the quote I was looking for. Look at ray traced reflections on Battlefield 5 at the low setting, and it's not bad. I mean, I'd rather have that on than off. And so that kind of basic level ray tracing, that's better than not having it uh, uh, will be playable on GeForce GTX cards in a lot of situations. Uh, he said, uh, but referring to more intensive games, I think the quick answer is that generally speaking, you're going to want RTX for global illumination. Uh, global illumination is the RTX feature that's used in Metro Exodus. That's what makes Metro Exodus look like a freaking walking piece of art. Like That's what makes Metro Exodus look like borderline real life. Have you seen that game with, like, ray tracing on? Yeah, I have, actually. That is spectacular. That's a really good-looking game. Like, that might be, like, the best-looking game out there right now from a technical standpoint. It's, it's pretty nuts. 
It's pretty nuts. But like, dude, a lot of that is ray tracing. Mm-hmm. And sorry, in this article, these quotes are kind of all broken up. And I'm sorry if I sound like I'm reading them in a jumbled mess. But theoretically at this point, you know, at least by bringing the, the ray tracing ability to their 1600 series GPUs, the 1660, which they just announced, yeah, they just announced it, has an MSRP of 219. Huh. So like, you can get theoretical ray tracing for about $220. And their 2060, which kind of barely does real ray tracing, starts at 349. So like, yeah. there's something there. And you know, in, in certain scenarios, like they said, it's there's certain scenarios where ray tracing is applied in a game that it's better having it on and low than not at all. Which do it. Um, the the theory around this, I have to believe, is that, as they mentioned in this Polygon article that we're pulling from, uh, by putting ray tracing in these older GPUs, you are making it more attractive to developers to properly utilize. So, this could, in turn, push ray tracing forward in the eyes of developers, because now you go from having one generation of cards, you know, in in X number of thousands or a million or whatever, to many, many more millions of cards that are capable of running it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, I'll I'll save this last one for you, because we already talked about the other thing, kind of. Just because this has Doom, and I know you like Doom more than I do. Bethesda's having another press conference at E3. Another beautiful car crash. No, oh. no, it was bad, and then it turned out to be really good, and then the games turned out to be real bad. It was bad yeah. after the fact. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, so every yeah. every conference they do is a car crash, and you just can't look away, and then just like it turns out to like, in the end, it turns out everybody's okay. <laughs> You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's, a, it's like, hey, it's a success. This car is on fire, but everyone's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, Bethesda scheduled their conference for Sunday, June 9th, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's going to be live streamed on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Mixer, and Facebook Live. Okay. Um, did you have something to say? What do we see? Uh, a huge focus on out. Doom Eternal. Yeah. Okay. Um, the uh, Wolfenstein uh, two DLC, the the twins, the daughters. I don't think that's DLC. Isn't that a game? Or the standalone? I thought they pitched like that a, as like a standalone thing. It might be a standalone thing. Yeah, like, the uh, Youngblood. Lost Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I'm still excited for that co-op Wolfenstein. Yeah. Dual wheel shotguns. Too, for sure. We're gonna play um, it. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm super excited. <laughs> so excited for that game. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Doom Eternal. Do you blah, think blah. they show Starfield in any greater? I feel like that's the only <sighs> thing they really have going. Like, what else could they? You're gonna probably you're gonna talk about an Elder Scrolls expansion. Yep. Elder Scrolls Online. You're Do gonna, they talk about Fallout seventy six? I think they talk about their Forsaken for Fallout seventy six, or what they hope yeah. will be their Forsaken. They talk about uh, and it, you game. know what? It needs to be free. Ooh. If that if their big fix for Fallout 76 costs money, forget about it. Because at least Destiny 2, the base game, wasn't like broken and was fun in scenarios. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I guess Fallout 76 is fun in scenarios, but I think the general consensus is that it's not many scenarios. Yeah. Um 
So yeah, I I've been of the mind that I think Bethesda's very first E3 press conference was really good. Um, and then since then, I feel like they shouldn't have had a press conference every year. Um, and with, I don't know, like I'm, I'm excited for Doom Eternal because I really, I really like the, the Doom reboot, the Doom 2016. Um, but I don't like it enough to watch an entire press conference almost entirely about that. Oh, you deleted a thing that we didn't um, talk about. What did I delete? You deleted the Sony thing. What Sony thing? I had a Sony thing. You deleted it. What Sony thing? They had um, I I, I didn't I wanted to let you finish your thought, but I I had a thing. Apparently, a call according to Colin Moriarty, uh, Sony has an unannounced second party exclusive. Oh, still waiting yeah. in the wings. Yeah, yep. I, so I knew that. there was something I missed, and I was like looking for it, and I was like, "Oh, he deleted it." Yeah, I forgot because I opened it and I read it, and then I <laughs> I erased it because I was like, "Oh, okay, yep, sure." All right, thanks, um, Ross. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So I'm here. Um, so yeah, that's Bethesda E3. I'm whatever. There has to be something else there, though, you know, because yes, you're gonna have uh, the, Fallout so, 76. You have to have Elder Scrolls Elder Blades. Scrolls. That that mobile game. Um, maybe a new Fallout Shelter. Who knows? Maybe, do you do like a Fallout Shelter, but like Elder Scrolls? Like Elder Scrolls Kingdoms? Isn't that what Blades is, though? Well, Kind uh, of? Because it's a city builder type thing. Not a city well, builder, but like a, a city manager type thing. A little bit, but I feel like most of the gameplay is like first person, like dungeon crawling. So they could do a, basically a Elder Scrolls skin of Fallout Shelter, maybe. That could be And people cool. would buy it. Yo, that could be cool. Sure. Yeah, why not? I think I would play that. I'd probably do what I do with Fallout Shelter. I'd play it for about two weeks and then never open it again. Um, yeah. But and then regret but yeah. spending money and then having your data corrupted on the iPad. It's 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 <sighs> that's that sounds oh, like it hits close to home. Yep, because that's what happened to me. Yep. Um, I would and I would like to say that the new Apex character. I saw the image of him. Man. Does he look like a psycho from Borderlands? Yeah, I don't think his dialogue is all that great, though. Mm, I've heard him talk like, a little bit, and I think yeah. he's probably, like... Like, he's got some, like, you know... Like, he does a thing when he's, like, the the champion. He's like, man, look, that's me on the screen! You know, kind of thing. But it's like, I think his voice actor maybe might not be great. I don't know. Um, he, they he, just... sounds, he sounds cheap in a way the other characters don't i haven't heard all of his dialogue but i've i've had one on my team like almost every yeah. game i've played since he came out right. and the dialogue he has just like like at one point he just says like yeah that's one of his like like all these other characters a, a cool thing though if i can real quick that they did add i pinged uh, a peacekeeper mm. and my character was like peacekeeper here uh the the hop up, uh, the hop up enhances the precision. So like, oh. they like actually tell you kind of what the gun does. Like, you know, this gun over here, hop up increases, you know, fire rate, you know, huh, or spin up cool. time. So like, it's cool that like the character, they're really going in on the characters kind of like explaining everything. So like, you really almost don't have to talk in the game. <laughs> Perfect. My least favorite thing to do. Oh, I know every week on this podcast wow all right well <laughs> shots fired jokes jokes i love you all um you love me cool i love you yeah i love you too oh thanks man 
um but i think that's it for this week yeah that's um, uh... again we're we're having to record this a couple days early because i have to um i have to take a trip a family related trip um that was unexpected um but it's here but welcome so i'm sure given but, the but welcome indeed uh, so but, uh, um so yes this is being recorded on a tuesday so i'm still kind of glad happens... almost that we did it because that google thing is so fresh and man, right, right, like right. that's yo you should like watch you should see if I was you can watch watching the it. event. I, I was just I was just gonna download it offline for YouTube and just watch it on the plane. You should, because like yeah. that is it is like when you see it and you hear them talk about it, like Google is just so confident. Like, you know, you don't have the nervous people on the stage. Everybody believes in that technology, dude. Like there was yeah. not a person on that stage who didn't come out there like, yo, this is cool. Like you guys don't understand this is like something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited. I will do that. I am more excited for that than I am new consoles. Because I'm just not excited for new consoles. Yeah, that's understandable. <sighs> they're going to make me buy a PlayStation because God of War is going to be like a fucking launch game. Just you wait. Just you wait. They're going to be like, we got hey. God of War ready or the Horizon sequel. It's going to be on PlayStation 5. They're going to make me buy it. And I don't want to buy it, but I'm not going to not play those games. Hey, man, you don't you don't have to play those games. But I want to. <laughs> I, well, the, then. They're really good. <laughs> tough nuggets i know friend. i know tough nuggets indeed <laughs> man it's the only console announcement i would be excited for this year is if they do like a switch pro i think I'd all the, all the rumors best. were a smaller switch that yeah was switch mini only. that was that was that was mostly the rumors I, but if I, they went the other way i would be psyched. i would be more i would be more excited if they did like an undockable switch that i could just be like yo i want to just play this really good like higher fidelity on my tv if they were yeah, just like yeah. here's a switch it's as powerful as like a ps4 pro fine great mm-hmm. give it to me that sounds Sweet. awesome 1080p yeah, 60 use... fr- let's go i'll play zelda again and then, and then you could use your normal switch as like a, a wii u second screen yeah experience. and that's all you need to do is just like use it like a vita man right let's pour one out for the vita let's end the podcast on that you weren't here i did the solo cast when they announced that they're not making the vita anymore yeah yeah and we're never getting a port of freedom wars so you know the world is a terrible place you need to play it i know we need to play it i'm so much i'm so sad i'm so sad on that happiest of notes love the vita i've this has been ross and chris episode 91 um podcast started off so happy and now i'm just sad (laughs) as we near the end of the month keep in mind um half gen book club first sunday of the month um which is read the flood which is the seventh Seventh. yes the seventh Um, april 7th that will be the podcast read the book by then halo the flood by william deets um may or may not be be free on kindle because i don't remember ever buying it for kindle but i have it and I didn't buy it. Well, it just downloaded on my Kindle, and it's there—the full book. Oh, that's fine. It's not—it yeah. doesn't say trial or anything. Don't, so, like, I'm not going to not going to question it. it. No, I'm not. Don't I'm, question. It, it may or may not be free. I don't know. <laughs> um, so keep that in mind. Um, I'm still, I'm still playing a bunch of stuff uh, on Switch. I'm playing a lot of shorter experiences, so I'll probably have more t- content going up over the next few weeks um, in terms of final says and potentially some. Some let's talk about um and and chris is always playing everything yeah so. i'm working on the let's talk about for um 
the Call of Duty for Ghost Call campaign. Of Duty. I, I I pretty much have a what a rough draft of it written, and depending on uh, how how that goes and how that's received internally, uh, that might be going mm. up Thursday, maybe Do tomorrow. To, if pro, pro, well, I'll, I'll, I can throw I'll it up tomorrow. tomorrow. If you, yeah, if you read it and you, you think it's good, and I. See, I like to bounce my stuff off of Ross because, like, I want to make sure... Ross doesn't ask me for help ever. He just puts stuff up, and I'm just like, you put something up on the site? I want to feel involved. <laughs> you are involved. You're a co-founder of the site. It's you true. Are involved. <laughs> it's true. You can't see it, but I'm looking up at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm there. Majesty. Um... <laughs> Big Ross just looking down at me, smiling. You need a Ross fathead for Saying your Saying that's all. <laughs> God, how great is that? Um, that's it for this week. We'll talk to you guys next week. Um, enjoy games. Enjoy life. Enjoy games. <laughs> we'll see you soon. <laughs> Later. Bye-bye.